Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHer Con is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. Sure, a self-directed IRA can be great for you if you have your own IRA, but don't forget about the millions of other people that have retirement accounts as well that could help provide capital for your deals. Best ever listeners, before we get into today's episode, I want to mention Trevor McGregor. Trevor is a real estate results coach. I've been paying him and working with him for years now. He actually is responsible for giving me the idea to do a podcast. So it's not only about transactions that he gives advice on how to find more deals, how to make more money, but also how to build a holistic plan around your real estate entrepreneurship endeavors. That's what I love about working with Trevor, that and being held accountable for what I say I'm going to do and actually making sure that I follow through and do it. I feel like I'm a pretty results-oriented, accountable kind of person, but it's always nice to have someone who's there guiding you along the way and giving you strategy as well as psychology tips for how to deal with you know the things that come up as a real estate entrepreneur. Trevor has made a wonderful offer for the best ever listeners, and that is that he's offering a free coaching session. Go to coachwithtrevor.com. That's C-O-A-C-H-W-I-T-H-T-R-E-V-O-R.com. Highly recommend them. I've worked with them before. I'm currently working with them right now as my business, as my real estate investing coach. Highly recommend you do the same. Take them up on his offer. Get a free coaching session. Coachwithtrevor.com. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast. We only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any of that fluffy stuff. With us today, Scott Maurer. How you doing, Scott? Great, Joe. How you doing? I'm doing well and nice to have you on the show. A little bit about Scott. He is a self-directed IRA expert. In fact, he's the director of business development for Advanta IRA, which is a self-directed IRA administrator. He's a licensed attorney and has worked with self-directed IRA since 2006, and he is based in Tampa, Florida. So that being said, Scott, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and your current focus? Sure. I started with the company back in 2006, and when I started at Advanta, it was just a few of us here, and at that time was really the time when I think self-directed IRAs really began hitting on a lot more people's radar with the last real estate boom. So I was brought in and I started with a company and and handling a lot of the initial transactions, people going through the process of buying and selling real estate and other assets through their IRA account. My position really morphed from doing that as I learned more about the business to focusing more on the education, networking, and ultimately the sales and business development side of things in teaching classes, teaching webinars, seminars, 
just networking with individuals, really just to try to spread the word more about what self-directed IRAs are and how they can be used and certainly certain things that you can't do with them. But that's really what I've spent more of my time doing with Advanta IRA. And that's really our current focus right now and really has always been is to educate as many people as possible about what you can do with IRA accounts that a lot of people simply just don't realize is possible. What are some of those things? And certainly as we talk about, as we'll talk about today, it's, it's investing in real estate, whether you are a investor who wants to buy single family properties, you want to buy properties to rehab, you want to invest among many other individuals in some type of multifamily project and have your IRA owning a piece of the pie, lending with your IRA account. We have people wanting to buy cryptocurrency in their IRA. There's so many different things you can buy within your IRA. You just can't buy life insurance or collectibles, the only two types of investments the IRS prohibits inside your IRA account. So when you have an IRA with a brokerage firm or a bank, they're limiting you to what those items that they sell, those particular investments that they sell and make money from. But the IRS regulations allow for so many more different options than what you typically would have if you don't look kind of outside that box. Unless I'm mistaken, there's also some other things you can't do, like lend money to your family and things like that, right? Correct, yes. Prohibited investments are life insurance and collectibles. And there's also, when your IRA is, for instance, buying rental properties or is lending money from your IRA, there are certain individuals, basically yourself, your parents, your grandparents, your children and grandchildren, that cannot transact with your IRA or really benefit. So when we talk about buying real estate in an IRA, we do talk about a standpoint as a pure investment vehicle. It's not something that you can use your IRA to buy a vacation home or buy a, a primary residence within the account. That's not allowed. So it is strictly, from that standpoint, a pure investment inside the IRA. It's the alternative to putting your money in stocks or mutual funds or bonds. It's having this other option of investing in real estate and these other types of assets. What's a challenge that you've come across with this process that recently has made you think, hmm, okay, let me think through that a little bit. It's not what I typically come across. Actually, I had an interesting scenario recently on an individual wanting to, in the context of buying a piece of real estate, actually a very nice parcel of real estate, well over a million or $2 million within an IRA, it was a standpoint of making sure he got all the financing because he wanted to use his IRA account or a combination of his IRA, his wife's, and his dad's to buy this property. But the issue he was going to have was that he wanted to treat it more as a business, as a rental facility as opposed to more like a rental piece of real estate. So it was transforming that idea of wanting to invest in real estate to really investing into business using your IRA account. That's something that is very tricky. It certainly is possible to do, but that's something that recently I had as a, as a challenge in trying to talk through with that particular investor. I spent a lot of time on the phone, which I was happy to do, but talking with him and his CPA about exactly how that could be structured if it was going to go forward. And I think that's kind of one of the more recent examples of something that's kind of, again, outside the mainstream of what we see that made it a little bit more challenging. So I'm understanding it correctly. And we don't even have to use a specific person, but a person was looking to buy a piece of real estate, but was going to operate it as a business. Can you just give us a hypothetical example, just kind of in case you can't share whatever the details are of this? Yeah, the detail, it was a property, I think it was listed for around $1.5 million. Actually, it was built as a single-family residence, a huge, huge property. But his idea in buying this property was not to simply buy it and then rent it for rental income, but actually transform that property from a single-family residence 
into a commercial kind of event planning event rental space here you know, we could host weddings and other types of conferences or, or things of that nature so for him the difficulty in, in figuring this out is that when you're investing in real estate with your IRA from a kind of a residential or, or rental perspective that's more of a passive investment you're receiving rental proceeds back to your IRA which is fantastic mm-hmm. but what he was looking at doing is operating as a business in which he was going to work for the company that is operating this event rental facility so it was challenging for him because there are specific rules, as we mentioned, that you can't benefit from things going on inside your IRA specifically. So it's trying to find the right vehicle that was going to make that possible and structure. And he ended up not going forward with the deal, not because of that reason, just because of transforming a residential property into a commercial event space. Apparently, it was a lot more involved than he, than he anticipated. <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't because he couldn't do it from your perspective. It was because the deal just didn't pan out. That's correct. That ended up killing the deal when he realized it wasn't going to happen because of the different structural engineering projects that would have to take place to make it a commercial space. But we never got fully to the point of using the IRA as a 401k type situation, having the business. Although I think his CPA was on board with that. I think that would eventually, if he'd bought the property, that's how they would have gone. So we're able to work through that issue. It turned out the property itself didn't work out for him. Okay. So theoretically, if the economics of the deal worked, then there was a way to use this self-directed IRA to do the transaction. There was. And it involves, in that scenario, using your IRA and setting up this new business venture that he was going to form for this event facility of establishing a 401k plan for that Mm. facility and using his IRA through that 401k to fund a business that he could work with. It's very kind of narrow concept within IRS regulations that allows for that. It does have to be a 401k. But again, that was a challenging topic because it started from the aspect of someone calling in and getting our name to buy real estate in an IRA account and having that more from that initial discussion, which is, again, something we deal with on an everyday basis, to something a little bit more, obviously, more advanced in not just simply being a piece of rental property that's going to collect rent 12 months a year, but actually transforming into a commercial space that he wanted to work with just added so many more factors into it. What's a question you get asked most often? I think one of the questions we get asked a lot is why haven't people heard about this before when they called or, or then, of course, how the process works. Again, I think the question people find out about is, hey, I didn't know this was possible. Why hasn't someone told me? The answer is simply your stockbroker, your financial advisor doesn't always have a vested interest in telling you where else you can place your money. If you have an IRA or a Roth IRA account or an old 401k, if you're not looking for it, your typically your advisor is not going to tell you that self-direction is an option. And so that's, again, a common question we get is asking kind of why haven't I heard about this before? Is this something that's new? Again, people think if they're just hearing about it, it must have been something that was allowed only in the last year or two. And actually, it's been around and allowed inside IRS regulations since 1975. What's your role with Advanta? My role as the director of business development is to oversee basically the sales and marketing side of our business in both our Tampa office, so our home office is in, in the Tampa Bay area, but we also have an office in Atlanta. So kind of as the director of business development, I'm overseeing the sales staff, the individuals who are talking to individuals who call in or who visit our website to get more information on self-direction. And all of us on the sales team also are just core educators. It's the incoming phone call to talk someone through the process. Or it's, again, teaching seminars uh, or online webinars that we have as well on these different topics. And again, just explaining 
the process, explaining the rules, and helping people eventually just through education feel more comfortable about self-direction in general. I think, again, when it's a concept going back to the common question we get of why haven't I heard about this? Is this something new? People then want to feel comfortable and reassured that what they're doing is allowed is not something they're not reinventing the wheel themselves. And so part of our educational programs and process is really to make it seem as easy as possible because it, at its core, self-directing is really not that difficult to do. It's just you got to make sure you understand what you're doing. As the director of business development and you're overseeing sales and marketing, your responsibility is ultimately, I imagine, to make sure you're bringing in business and converting those leads into customers. So what are some of the ways that you found to be most effective for bringing in new business? For us, it's really been networking with, I think, the right individuals. We focus a lot of our networking, our marketing efforts in attracting CPAs whose clients obviously go to them for tax advice. And since IRAs are a tax vehicle or a tax saving vehicle, the CPAs are going to get asked questions about self-directed IRAs as well. So it's really kind of form kind of a relationships and partnerships with CPAs, with some financial advisors who are open to the concept and who have clients asking about it. And for another kind of the other area where we focus on attracting new business is people who are forming multifamily property partnerships or they're doing large-scale investment real estate where they're looking to raise several million dollars of capital from a number of individuals and we can help those companies and, and show them ways in which they can advertise self-directed IRAs to their investor base and help attract additional capital. So that's really what we focus on on the business development side are those kind of strategic partnerships and, and again just helping CPAs, financial advisors, real estate investment professionals as well understand what the process is and then making it easy as possible on the clients and the actual investors who are using their IRAs to make the investment. CPAs and then also people putting together deals, syndicators or fund managers, maybe not fund managers, but definitely syndicators. Any other major groups that would be the ideal networking person or entity or I guess professional? They're certainly branching off a little bit attorneys to some extent who have clients and have individuals who are asking them about creative ways to buy real estate. But for the CPAs, the syndicators, outside of the real estate space, we also try to work with a lot of private placement companies. Syndicators for real estate are forming an entity to raise capital to invest in real estate. Well, certainly there are other individuals in the financial world who raise capital inside of partnerships or LLCs to invest in hedge funds or startup companies. And so those are kind of other areas ancillary to real estate that we focus on. And how do you reach those? We'll talk about the CPAs and the attorneys. How do you reach the CPAs and attorneys? Well, CPAs, for one, and attorneys to a little bit to an extent as well. We teach, again, just again, as part of our kind of idea of, of education being so important, we do continuing education classes for CPAs. We have a two-hour approved course we offered online. We've done some in person as well for attorneys and CPAs as well, but we provide them that education of a little bit on IRAs in general, because not all CPAs are as versed in the intricacies of IRAs and contributions and distributions, et cetera, but talking to them about that and then also talking to them about what self-direction is. So we do a lot of the educational programs, webinars and seminars, and certainly reaching out to those CPAs that are in our areas, either in our Tampa or Atlanta market, and meeting face-to-face -face with them, sitting down having lunch, going to their office or whatnot, and really kind of explaining what we do. And a lot of times we're getting calls from them, fielding the incoming call from a CPA who reached out to 
a fellow CPA who knew about us. And really, again, just from that standpoint, educating them on what's possible so that when they get a client that's interested or is asking questions about, you know, I heard something about real estate with an IRA account. How does that work? The CPA at least just knows to forward our name along to them to get the questions answered. And I asked those specific questions for two reasons. One, just understand your approach and for the best ever listeners who are passively investing in deals to understand if they are speaking to a CPA and their CPA is not well-versed on this and they know who to talk to. But then also for anyone who's looking for private investors, so a multifamily syndicator or a fix and flipper, you're basically targeting the gatekeepers of the people who have access to a lot of individuals that have money. And as a fix and flipper or multifamily syndicator, also building relationships with CPAs would be beneficial because we can then have relationships with someone who has relationships with a lot of people who have money. Yeah, without a doubt. That's why we try to do a couple things from a marketing standpoint to help syndicators and people who are raising capital. We've provided several individuals with, we kind of created a personalized landing page for them that we host. They can put their logo and their information on it and use that. If they're looking, again, soliciting for more capital, an easy way to do it, if a syndicator is not using IRAs already, it's a good way and an easy way to get more capital invested in your deal without really having to go out and find that new investor because you already have your stable of investors that you're working with, many of whom don't realize that they could invest more with you or invest in different projects by simply using their IRA account. So we provide this landing page. We can provide some other marketing collateral that's somewhat personalized for your company and your syndication to help you reach out to those individuals and kind of just letting people know that if you are interested in the deal I've put together, you know, I've put together the syndication, here's my ideas for an investment and I need capital, just letting the individuals know, here's another resource for you to put that money into the deal because you might have a lot of investors who would like to invest more. They just don't think they have it because they're looking at their savings account or their own personal accounts, not even thinking that my IRA or my old 401k that's been sitting there for years can even be used. So as you're right, we turned those gatekeepers and let them know, hey, here's another way to raise capital. We had a company, just a, a quick side story, a company here in the St. Pete area in our Tampa Bay market was raising private capital for their new startup insurance company. They included just a couple blurbs about self-directed IRAs in our company in one of their offering pieces, and we were able to raise several million dollars more in capital just from letting the people they already were working with know that they could buy additional shares or make additional investments using an IRA account. I think that's was obviously very powerful for them, and we've seen other syndicators that have used that type of platform be successful as well. What is your best advice ever for real estate investors? I think for what comes to IRAs is if you're working with other people, if you're a real estate investor out there and you are looking for more capital, and it seems like you know a lot of real estate investors typically are, you're always looking for your next deal, is to keep the IRA in mind when you're talking to someone. Now, it's not something that's going to be the panacea for all capital raising needs. You're not going to run into people that always have IRAs available. But remembering to throw that out there as an option because I think, again, a lot of people are unaware that an IRA can even be used in that context to make an alternative investment, number one. And number two, they're not happy with where their funds are sitting. So not only do they not know it's possible, they have their money sitting maybe in a CD, or maybe it's in the stock market that's great one year, but they know there's going to be a correction coming at some point. They don't want to be on the wrong side of that correction. It gives them the ability to put that money with you into something else 
something alternative that's not tied to those other markets. I, mean, I think that's the best piece of advice for a real estate investor. Sure, a self-directed IRA can be great for you if you have your own IRA, but don't forget about the millions of other people that have retirement accounts as well that could help provide capital for your deals. You ready for the best ever lightning round? Sure. All right, let's do it. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. Did you achieve all your real estate goals in 2015? Well, if you did, congratulations. Fist bump to you. If you didn't, then go to coachwithtrevor.com. Trevor McGregor is my business coach, my real estate coach. He's also been a guest on the show, episode 320. He is offering a free coaching session for the best ever listeners. Just go to coachwithtrevor.com and it'll help you to achieve your real estate goals in 2016. The Real Estate Innovators Podcast explores innovation in commercial real estate technology, design, and development. They celebrate the companies and innovators who are changing the business of commercial real estate and are inspiring the future of how we work, live, and play. Find out more at the Real Estate Innovators. Dot com. Best ever book you've read? Grapes or F. What's a mistake you've made in business? Not always seeing the opportunity for growth. Best ever way you like to give back? I love to volunteer my time with youth sports. And how can the best ever listeners get in touch with you? They can reach out to me. I have an 800 number at 800-425-0653 and just simply ask for Scott. You can visit our website at advantaira.com. Go to our Meet the Team page. You'll see my picture, and you can click right on there to send me an email. Scott, thank you for being on the show and talking to us about self-directed IRA investing, the things we can't invest in, life insurance collectibles, things we can't do, and things we can do. Then the creative solution that you came up with or really had to think through with the one scenario that we talked about with setting up a business and then the approach that you take to building out the business and building out new leads and building relationships. One, you identify who your target audience is, who happen to be gatekeepers, and then you education platform, and then you build relationships through that education, and it's a spiderweb effect. So thanks for being on the show. Hope you have the best ever day, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Joe. The Real Estate Innovators Podcast explores innovation in commercial real estate technology, design, and development. They celebrate the companies and innovators who are changing the business of commercial real estate and are inspiring the future of how we work, live, and play. Find out more at therealestateinnovators.com.